Welcome to another amazing episode of Media Monsters. It's your first time here. We're glad you're here. My name is Danny Galvez. And I'm Jeremy Schreifels. Just two dudes coursing our way through the media empires that we're building right now. And I'm sure you are too, especially if you're in business and infusing. I think we're the version, Jeremy, of what human beings will be before they become humanoids, if that makes sense. Mm. I'm going to have to ponder that for a minute. You know, those sci-fi flicks where you come in and everything's built in. We've got the chips. It's got credits on it. You just scan the barcode with the tattoos. Yeah, I think those bracelets are coming and eventually they'll just be infused at birth, maybe. Are we taking it a little too far today? I know. I, yeah, I think we might be. I think, uh, and this is why it's so important too for us to save our humanity. You know, a good place to start is, you know, social media, you know, and setting boundaries. And uh, that's a, a lot of what we're going to talk about today because I think what happens, you know, back in the old days, people used to say, well, I, I've, I've hit burnout, right? Because they're working 60 hours a week. And you, know, you can spend 25 hours a week on, you know, your phone or on meetings and be just as exhausted. Um, and actually probably be more exhausted to doing that as opposed to actually getting up, grabbing a shovel and going to a work site. Cause that at least powers you as a human being. But this right here, these magical devices, these computers, they zap a lot of our time and our attention and our energy. So we're going to talk about that today. Some of our pet peeves. So why don't you kick off like one of the first pet peeves? What's something that drives you crazy about technology? Just makes you nuts. I think the one thing that's, well, it's good and bad, but the part that drives me the most nuts is like, it is constantly trying to captivate our attention. Um, And, you know, as a business owner, you're constantly the one trying to stop the flick. You're trying to get people to stop doing that scrolling piece and provide good content. But at the same time, you're the one scrolling through trying to figure out what are the things that will actually get us to do that? And so I think like it's this paradox that we f- fall into. It's like we want to open Pandora's box. We want to know the thing that's going to stop that flick. Yet at the same time, we need to set that boundary for ourselves and give ourselves an opportunity to step away. Uh, one thing I've chose to do as just a hack for my day is I only allow myself certain time periods or time blocks during the day that I even open my phone to a social media app. Interesting. So what, what times are those? So I do it first thing in the morning, like around 6am. I, I kind of do it like my meals. So like I get a little taste for breakfast. I get a little taste after lunch and then maybe a little bit something like my dessert after my evening meal but then I really try to just stay off of it in it between those times. It helps. You know, social media has really created <clears throat> some great things and some not so great things in terms of habits. One of my pet peeves is, and this is funny because I don't know about you, but you know, there's a certain commitment and obligation you have to respond in an appropriate time when you're in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, if you're married, whatever the case may be. But it feels like when that's open to the whole world, it can be kind of an annoying thing where somebody's like, hey, did you see this? Um, you know, Facebook tells on you. It's a well, message has been read. And it's like, right. hey, thanks, Facebook. It's like Facebook's like that overlording mom, right? <laughs> hey, I was, did you, I told them that you read it. Did you, are you going to respond? Right. Right. And there's like this unspoken rule. It's like everybody 
wandering around free in the world, not knowing what the appropriate amount of time to respond is. And the answer is this, when you're ready. Correct. When you're ready. That's one of those boundaries that you have to set up and establish with people. Not that you're being rude, but if you're on a phone call or you're on, give you an example. I was sitting here producing some audio this morning and I get a DM. I'm like, hey, that's cool. And the conversation continues to go. And I figured oh, I'll just call, I'll just call this person. It'll be faster because now we're going into full conversation mode. I'd be able to just have a conversation instead of going back and forth with, you know, the vague vagueness of, of a message. Mm-hmm. And I made a phone call and they're like, oh, hey, I'm on a call right now. I'll call you, I'll, I'll call you back. I thought, yeah, but you were just DMing me to try to have a conversation. So great example of like where our attention spans go. It makes you wonder, you know, I mean, right now, one of us could be actually DMing somebody else and not know it. We could be, but we just wouldn't do that. (laughs) No, no, because it's poor etiquette. It's poor etiquette personally and in business, right? It's it's like telling a story and somebody's staring at the wall, right? right? And you keep talking louder and louder and you get like just staring at the wall. So yeah, that drives me crazy. That's that's one of my pet peeves um, around social media. Yeah, and I think that not just pet peeves, but I think some good, you know, responding in the in those time frames, I think is interesting because some people still get mad if you don't call or text them right back. They're like, "I saw that you read it." And I'm like, um, "Caller ID is the opportunity for me, not for you." <laughs> Because then I get to choose when to answer or and or respond. That's why we have caller ID. That's why we have contacts in our phone. We can choose to answer, not answer, respond or not respond. But when we do, it should be at our convenience unless it's an emergency, in which case it will be communicated as such. And so I think that's something that um, you touched on and drives me absolutely crazy. We used to have relationships without mm-hmm. cell phones. It was a mere 27 years ago when that was not the case. And so like I think about like that when you had a pager you had to go find a payphone. That's right. Yeah, I bet those people are crying now because of all the billions of dollars that they're not making from payphones, the convenience of them, right? Yes. So, you could prank call people easier too that way when there's a payphone. Yeah, it know? was more fun as a high school student. Yeah, until Star 69 came back and ruined all that. And then exactly. that was, you know, you remember those days of the voice voice machines and the excitement coming home from someplace going, oh, I wonder if somebody called me and left me a message, right? right. That was and, actually exciting. And now we're like, ooh, they left a message. <laughs> <laughs> now it must be important. I got to go on with it. That's a direct effect of, of that over inundation being hit repeatedly. And, you know, I think it's created a whole different thing in our subculture of just validation. People are addicted to validation. They're addicted to tapping that button, right? They're hitting the feeder every time they're, they're trying to get those release and of those endorphins and people are practically living their lives here. Right. Well, it's become our TV and it's become our communication device and it's become our research device. It's become our lives 
somewhat, but not out of necessity, but because it's just simpler. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you've got the world in your hand. I had a friend hit me up going, hey, what about this? We all have that one friend that's like, so um, what about that? And how does that happen? I'm like, hey, go get your phone real quick and pull it out. Okay. And then go to Safari or Chrome. And then I want you to Google what you just asked me. Because that's where we are. Communication, modern day communication is becoming, even though we have so much technology, we can we can text, we can write, we can email, we can voice time, FaceTime, we can leave voice messages for people. And we still have this need to ask questions of one another. And what we're doing is we're competing against technology and the human relationship. Right. Exactly. Boundaries are so important. So Jeremy, you already talked about one of the boundaries that you set for like your schedule. I love that. You're like, Hey, I've got allocations of time when I'm on social media. And then at the end of the day, I shut it down. Is there anything? Cause, and I think a lot of it's tied to emergency, but what if I need to get hold of you? What if it's an emergency? So what rules do you have for your family versus, you know, your business associates? Uh, that's easy. Family gets carte blanche, immediate family, close circle which means three people. Okay. Um, and then business, it's again, it goes from that inner circle to outer. And then I like any business that opens and shuts their doors, like a retail space or a restaurant. I open my doors in the morning and I close my doors in the evening because that's how it works. Just because you have access doesn't mean that you work 24 seven. That's right. Yeah, I think that'll help. I think I've, I've been guilty of that before. And a lot of it had to do with lifestyle, but I also know too that it affects marriages and relationships a little bit differently too, right? right. You're constantly peering at your phone or you have your phone sitting next to you at dinner and you can't seem to detach. You've created a codependency on it. It can be, it can really be impactful to your marriage or your relationships. And there's nothing better than going someplace and sitting down and being able to put the phone aside. Be like, I'm not even going to touch you. I don't need you anywhere near me because I'm here to enjoy the company of another human being. So, and it also eliminates insecurity because I think what happens is, you know, it's, you know, somebody's not paying attention to you. It's an utter sign of disrespect. And it's very important to set those boundaries as it pertains to how you can communicate with the human being, how you're going to interact with technology. Um, Cause you truly cannot, it's a very small percentage of the, population that can actually multitask. And when I say small, I mean, worldwide, maybe 4% of the population. And technically your brain can't do more than one thing at a time. So you're never really actually multitasking contrary to some popular belief, but we make rules like family dinners, or if we're out to in public or at a meal sort of situation, phones just stay in pockets. Like that's time to actually converse. Nothing drives me more nuts than seeing five people sit around a table at a restaurant and all of them are on their phones. It just, I always wonder if they're texting each other. They have to be because what other, (laughs) what else would you be doing with five other people at a table? Why would you not just be conversing with each other? I guess I'm vintage and old school, like communication to another human being is more important than whatever might be going on on your Facebook feed or whatever. So you have something interesting that you've talked about before 
when it comes to that Facebook feed, mm-hmm. um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that tool that you use to kind of slow the roll a little bit of what's coming up on there. Yeah. So if you go to Google, go and hit news feed eradicator and there's a Chrome extension. You can, you can put that in there and basically it gets rid of the news feed for you. So you only see the people that you're friends with or people that you want to see stuff from. So it's, it's really fantastic. And one thing I will tell you though, is if you're looking at ads or you're doing research, you're looking at technology or softwares or anything like that, anything, any pages that you follow or subscribe to, obviously you're going to get hit with those, but for the most part, you're not going to see all of the junk from random people that you might be friends with. And again, like the more friends you're connected with, you're going to see about 4% of, mm-hmm. of the people that you're actually friends with, which is not really huge, but it can be a lot of people and it can be overwhelming. So Newsfeed Eradicator, it's a Chrome extension that you can add to your to your devices and to your desktop makes life a lot easier. So when I go in, I only see messages or not messages, but I see posts from people that I'm friends with that I like, and that's it. It's been a game changer. really has been. So it's really helpful. I know the one thing I play a game and it's, I don't know about the green phones or what I call green phones or the Android phones, but I know on, on iPhones or Apple devices, they have something called screen time and it literally sends me like a, a weekly update. I think it comes on Sunday evenings that says your average screen time use was X amount of hours and minutes per day. Uh, to me, it's like this little game that I play every week to find out like, how can I, how can I manage that? And I'll be very transparent. My average is about four hours per day. Okay. See, that's good. Screen time on my phone. (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm glad you brought that up because I was looking at mine and I've been making a real concerted effort. And this ties back into, I don't want to call it a bad habit. I know it was something that allowed me to become known for. And I used to take selfies. I'd go to networking events and take selfies of everybody that I met. And a lot of it was like tied into the excitement, but also nobody was doing it. And it's like, well, I need social media content. I can go back and harvest a picture from two years ago where I took a selfie with someone and I can repurpose that content. But I can tell you lately, probably in the last year, I've really dialed that in a little bit. I mean, quite a bit. And my screen time, I think on average, I was up until probably about two months ago, I was probably averaging about 19 hours a day in screen time. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm looking at it. It says daily average is 11 hours and 23 minutes. That's impressive. Yeah. And 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 it wasn't even, it wasn't like, I'm going to stop being on my phone so much. I got exhausted. And the other thing, I started focusing on other things. And as a result, I've become more productive. I'm down 50% from last week alone. So- It hasn't been consistent, right? But it's been, it's one of those things I've been working toward. I would love to have three hours a week that I'm on my phone doing this stuff. And uh, that's a lot of what we're doing here at Media Monsters. We're trying to find better ways to still be media dominators and monsters, be impactful human beings, but also be effective business leaders and business owners. Um. And just be stellar in helping our clients and helping our employees and contractors and and helping our communities. But we can't do it when we're living on the phone 19 hours a day. And really, you don't have to. So we're trying to find those solutions that are going to make your life a lot easier. 
right? And I think using real tangible, like pull up that phone app and look at it and look at your actual usage. And the nice part about it is the screen time. It will actually break it down by percentage of how many, how much you used a specific app. So sometimes maybe it's not like I want to decrease my overall time, but maybe it's I want to change the balance of what that percentage looks like. Maybe it's more messaging and phone calling human beings than scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. So like, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be on there 19 hours. That seems obnoxious because I don't even know that I'm up for 19 hours in a typical day. (laughs) However, it does happen. But if I was up for 20 hours and 19 of it was showing screen time usage, you know, that's something you want to think about. And, but you know, when we talk about boundaries and having good thought processes and being productive human beings and running efficient, good, solid, intentional businesses, I think you just, you kind of have to keep some of these things in the back of your brain. And sometimes we all just need a reminder. So my Sunday evening reminder of the screen time app popping up is like, oh yeah, I did a pretty good job this week. Some weeks it's less, some weeks it creeps up, but those are typically weeks where you're traveling or you're on your road or you're at a, you're at a networking event for four days and you're all about, okay, let me hit you up on here. Let me hit you up on here, but you're connecting. So you're having a real world conversation, which is creating that next step connection as well. You know, in looking, looking at that too, I, I think about that of all the connections that have been made. I looked at my Facebook feed. I'm like, man, how I got 4,900, 991 people that I'm connected to. Guess how many of them I talk to a week on average? 20. Not even. Not even. And that's, I mean, it might be in, I might be a part of the conversation in Messenger, right? Mm-hmm. But actual people, like I had more phone conversations just today than I had the last week. I had more in-person interactions just in the last two days than I had all week long. And, you know, one of the approaches, especially as it goes, pertains to networking events this year, I want to get their phone numbers. I want to get their email addresses and I want to find out when their birthdays are. And a lot of it has to do with that personal touch. Um, One of the things that I always promote and talk about is going analog when it comes to sending handwritten cards out to people. People like to get things in the mail. It's cards, really exciting. cards are medium, Danny. It, it's still a media. Yeah, it is Print a media, media. But, <laughs> but yeah, it is. Yeah, it's old fashioned. It's not like I'm chiseling something out of a stone or anything like a tab, like, well, you know, back in the year, you know, 1998, you know, but it's, I think it's something that's completely opposite of what we have. Everybody's got the quick, hey, tap me here and Bam, 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 bam. There's my Kevin Hart impersonation. Yeah. Right. And then you got to go in here and got to do the thing and bam, 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 bam. Right. Okay. Pop. Slow down. Take a breath. Enjoy the air. Have a conversation. Listen. Practice active listening. Ask questions that they can't go to their phone and get answered. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's when it's not a pet peeve. It's like, hey, your phone's nowhere to be found. Okay, great. I'm going to ask you a question because I'm curious and I don't know the answer and I can't go to Google right now to do it. But getting back to those old fashioned, you know, kind of like you're talking about just going back and doing things the old fashioned way, that's going to grab a lot more attention these days because of the fact that a majority of people are not living their lives or using technology that way. So, right. 
We do have some tools though to help you. Um, Jeremy, I think that was a very good one. Like the screen time app is, I mean, it's part of every iPhone. I'm sure Android's got some version of it. I don't have an Android, but um, not saying anything bad about them, but you know, I'm sure they have something that kind of gives you an idea of how much time you're spending on social media. So um, one of the tools that we have been using, especially for business, we just started using it. It's called meetedgar.com. So if you have a business page, if you have a Facebook group, even your personal profile, let's say you want to go in and do all of your social media posting in one day for the week and then just be done, you can actually do it. And that's that's the main goal. That is the main goal because you do need social media. You do need to stay connected to people. And here's the thing. If you're not in there posting every single day, people are going to forget about you. Then your friends aren't going to reach out to you. Think about when your friends reach out to you. Usually, hey, I saw you were at a gig last night. You were playing drums. That was awesome. I follow you, right? The more of that you do, the more you get shown in the feed to your friends. But if you stop doing that, you go away, even for three or four days, you're going to disappear and people are going to forget about you. Out of sight, out of mind. Same thing for your business. So meetedgar.com is a really good platform for scheduling. You can do it for Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest. You can even set up Pinterest. I don't think they've got Etsy in there as an option, but those are the, those are the main platforms that you can go in, schedule all of your posts, and you can schedule them for each individual one, book it out for the week, and then you're done. And then if you want to go in and add something organically, maybe something you saw, maybe there's a, you know, a train crash or something like that that's tragic or something that's like pulsating news that needs to get out, then you can go and do that organically real quick, pop it in, bam, say your two bits, and then you're out. So, but that's that's one of the tools that I'm really, really hot to trot for this week. And if you want to find out more tools and from past episodes, make sure you join us on the Media Monsters Facebook group, add yourself, add your comments, and then add your favorite tool or app to help you with your scheduling, your time management, and how much time you're spending on your scroll. Yeah, that's a great group too. And the great thing about that community is very active. It's growing. I think at the time of us recording this podcast episode, we'll probably have about 102 members or 103 members, but we're going to, we're building that community specifically for people that are actively using social media, but also actively living, growing and developing in their personal lives too. So important. So important because they're all tied together. One feeds the other. That's it. It really does. No pun intended. Too bad you couldn't use the newsfeed eradicator for people in real life. (laughs) We should figure that out. Well, let's figure that one out. That'll be a good one. Go low tech. Go low tech. Well, that's another episode of Media Monsters in the in the bag. So we appreciate you checking us out. And again, like Jeremy said, make sure you go to the Media Monsters Facebook group. We'd love to have you in as a member, especially if you listen to this podcast. Make sure you tag, tag up people that need to hear this or you think would be a good fit to be in the community. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do, they can go to our website. Go to monumentalvoicemedia.com.